Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, Keystone Ag Producers President Bill Campbell will explain why the group is calling for a whole-of-government approach to food security. Also, we'll hear from CFA President Mary Robinson. And up first, we'll get an update on the winter wheat crop. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us today is Doug Martin. He's the chair of Winter Cereals Manitoba. Doug gave us an update on the province's winter wheat crop. We had a a really good winter, um, you know, fairly mild temperatures and not not any really prolonged cold snaps. Plus, uh, you know, um, I think most of the prairies or Manitoba had snow cover. I'm not sure where you, you know, you're, you're down that Altona area, whether how much snow you guys had down there, but north of Winnipeg where I am, or I just talked to Ken Gross and Brandon area, he felt that there was decent snow cover to, to help the crop, uh, or benefit this, you know, this year. So that, that part of it looks pretty good. So, yeah. So they're expecting it, most of it to make it through the winter this year. So, um, Time will tell, I guess. Heading into the weekend, as we see temperatures start to warm up here, um, when will we start to see some uh, emergence? Uh, well, it's, I think uh, temp- the soil temperature has to get above like around three Celsius. So, so it's going to take a little bit of time yet, you know, before we get that soil temperature up. It's you know, I was out in the field yesterday; it's rock solid, sort of thing. So, and it you know, you know, you look at it, I. I you know, some places were sheltered. There's some green there. You can't really go by that. You have to kind of go by, uh, dig up some plants and do a bag test where you put some plants in a bag and, a, and some sun and some warm temperatures and see if you get some uh, root growth. Um, so, so anyway, that's that's kind of where um, where it's at, sort of thing. I think it's a little early to tell by just going out and looking at a field. You have to either you know do a, do a bag test. I know. Uh, uh, Paul Thorogood from uh, he's uh, with the ducks in Saskatchewan dug up some plants last week and sent some pictures around of and I think he dug up uh, a dozen plants I think oh, eleven of the twelve were survived so so that's around Moose Jaw Saskatchewan I believe so anyway um, I haven't dug up any here yet um, but uh, maybe plan to maybe shortly see how how that's gonna how it's looking anyway so yeah. And um, I guess as far as uh, moisture, uh, is there still still lots of moisture from last fall? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I was talking to Ken, who's the ducks and grottomist there. If the wet soil conditions would yeah, it would be a detriment, he felt it wasn't wouldn't be from last fall. He felt that uh, you know it'll help the plants get up and running and get a little bit in the spring sort of thing. I thought it, it would put more stress on because just it was just so wet after we seeded that. Uh, so we'll probably lose some spots there, but I think 90% of the field will fields will be there, sort of thing. So, do you know how many acres uh, winter wheat acres uh, we had this year? Uh, according to Ag Canada, I think there's around 30,000 acres. So, uh, from that's what we've heard anyway. So, so we feel most of that will make it, sort of thing. So, um, I'm not sure how much rye got in. Like rye is kind of a competing crop, or guys will move back and forth from that. So. I know the year before there was like 94,000 acres of rye went in, uh, according to crop insurance in Manitoba. So, again, uh, we, I'm not quite sure, but uh, I did put some rye in also, and that's that was greening up, uh, you know, prior to the prior to the cold weather. Cold weather is just kind of 
stopped it now, but uh, there is some green leaves there. That was Doug Martin, chair of Winter Cereals Manitoba. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Manitoba Pork says there have been no new cases of PED virus in the province this year. Here's manager of Swine Health Programs, Janelle Hamblin. We are aware that uh, typically in the spring, uh, April, May, is when we have seen cases come on. Uh, 2019 was a little different. We did see some cases earlier on in the year, and uh, we were pleased that uh, that didn't repeat here in 2020. Hamlin is reminding hog producers to review biosecurity protocols. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture is calling on the federal government to act now to help farmers, ranchers, and the egg sector in general deal with the impact of COVID-19. President Mary Robinson sounded the alarm yesterday about the ongoing labor shortage and market volatility. She says difficult decisions are being made right now about whether to plant a crop. Robinson adds farmers are dealing with significantly increased costs associated with purchasing the necessary personal protective equipment for workers. CFA is calling on Ottawa to create an emergency fund to help producers. The cattle industry continues to feel the impact of COVID-19 with reductions in packing capacity. The Cargill plant near High River, Alberta, reduced its slaughter to one shift per day earlier this week and has now temporarily suspended its kill line while it moves through the inventory on site. CCA Executive Director Dennis Laycraft. And one thing I will say, having visited quite extensively with Cargill, is they've made some extraordinary enhancements to their operation and work. And we're... As you take a look at it, I think they're going to emerge as one of the global leaders in terms of the the type of measures that you need to do to be able to maintain your operation and and ensure employee safety. That's certainly my sense. He notes packing plants have been implementing new safeguards and doing what they can to not only keep employees safe, but processing lines moving as well. And the federal government is putting $20 million into the CFIA to support food inspection services. Here's Agriculture and Agri-Food Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. This funding will help in a number of ways to meet capacity challenges at our processing plants in different provinces. It will allow the CFIA to hire, train and equip more staff, including retired CFIA inspectors and veterinarians. The money also gives the CFIA the opportunity to work with the provinces to provide extra training for its provincial inspectors. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, April 17th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture is calling on the federal government to act now to help farmers, ranchers and the egg sector in general deal with the impact of COVID-19. President Mary Robinson sounded the alarm yesterday. We applaud government's announcement on Monday outlining the assistance to help offset some of the significant costs to isolate temporary foreign workers as they arrive in Canada. This is a good first step. Much more needs to be done. The second issue threatening Canada's food system is the increasing and unexpected costs COVID-19 is generating for Canadian farmers. There are increased costs associated with purchasing the necessary PPE for our workers, increased costs by being forced to keep livestock for an extended period of time due to reductions in processing capacity. Canadian farmers are feeling increasingly stressed 
In fact, right now, some farmers are so worried about the mounting challenges, they are strongly considering halting their farming operations altogether. This is a potential tragedy, one Canada cannot afford. If we have learned anything in recent times, it is that the domestic supply of goods, food, is the one true source on which we can bank. Canada, this year, more than ever in my lifetime, will need Canadian farmers producing food and setting our country up to best weather this storm. CFA and our members are asking government to create an emergency fund, a financial backstop so farmers in need can access funds to help them overcome mounting costs. Canadian farmers need to hear a clear commitment from government to instill in them the necessary confidence for the 2020 planting season. Clearly, government officials must focus on the recovery of people who are suffering from COVID, as well as preventing the spread of this pandemic. But government must also ensure they are being strategic with regard to domestic food security. Canadian farmers feel we have a responsibility to tell Canadians what is at stake. Canadian farmers are resilient, hardworking, and industrious by nature. We are not ones to seek handouts. We look to government only as a last resort. People working in agriculture take great pride in the fact that every day we feed Canada. Regardless of what you eat for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, all of it starts on a farm. Right now in these unprecedented times, we know people have many, many concerns. Worrying about access to healthy, nutritious food should not be one of them. That is why we are drawing attention to this situation now before things become more dire for farmers and ultimately for consumers. We can, providing we work together, ensure our food system is secure and our grocery stores continue to be well stocked with healthy and affordable food raised by Canadian farmers. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture stands united with all Canadians in the fight against COVID-19. That was Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. New funding from the federal government will help the CFIA ensure food safety measures. This week, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced $20 million for the CFIA's food inspection services. Agriculture and Agri-Food Minister Marie-Claude Bebo says the money will be used to help meet capacity challenges at processing plants and allow the CFIA to hire, train, and equip more staff, including retired CFIA inspectors and veterinarians. Prime Minister Trudeau announced $20 million to support CFIA's essential service of making sure Canadians continue to have access to safe and high-quality food on their grocery store shelves and kitchen tables. This funding will help in a number of ways to meet capacity challenges at our processing plants in different provinces. It will allow the CFIA to hire, train, and equip more staff, including retired CFIA inspectors and veterinarians. It will permit more overtime and extra shifts. It will support the sharing of inspections, resources between CFIA and their provincial counterparts. And it will support the CFIA's use of electronic tools such as tablets and access to the CFIA's remote service delivery network in order to conduct their inspections. 
I thank the whole team at the Canadian Food Inspection Agency who are adjusting rapidly despite all the challenges presented by COVID-19. There's no doubt that the pandemic has caused a shock in terms of how our supply chains function and caused significant fluctuations in demand. The men and women who work on the farms, in processing plants, and throughout the food supply chain are doing an essential service feeding donation, and we are truly grateful. And I applaud all the employers who are going above and beyond to ensure the health and safety of workers, including the inspectors, in this extraordinary situation. This investment builds on the measures our government is taking to support farmers and food businesses, including an injection of $5 billion to Farm Credit Canada, which has already resulted in $1.5 billion in deferred loans, helping farmers and food businesses with their cash flow, deferring $173 million in advance payment program loans, again, to help farmers with their cash flow, allowing all businesses to defer income taxes, GST and custom duties, investing $100 million to help food banks and local food organizations deliver to those in need, supporting farmers with the cost spent for temporary foreign workers to meet health protocols, I'm very proud of the strong and resilient food system we have in Canada. And step by step, we are giving our farmers and food processors the tools they need to continue their vital work. That was Marie-Claude Bebo, the country's agriculture and agri-food minister. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farm desk at goldenwestradio.com. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Verified Beef Production Plus webinars are being held every Tuesday starting at 7 o'clock. You can email verifiedbeefmanitoba at gmail.com. The Livestock Markets Association of Canada annual convention has been postponed. The Animal Nutrition Conference of Canada has been postponed as well. And the Manitoba Summer Fair has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon. Keystone Agricultural Producers is calling for a whole-of-government approach to food security. Here's CAP President Bill Campbell. Well, as the uh, COVID uh, pandemic has evolved, uh, we are seeing some issues that are arising in um, the approach of uh, primary food production and food processing in this country. And so uh, we realize that there may be a uh, issue with regards to food security in this country and um, certain things have arisen in so much as that now we start to see how important agriculture and food is to our consumers and uh, some of the uh, chains that uh, are in the food system are starting to have issues and so um, we want the government to look at this and see if they can take a whole uh, approach to uh, food security in this country because uh, in my opinion that uh, food is the second most important thing that we have to look after right after our health care and, and that is a priority at this time but uh, we need to, to look at food security for sure in this country. And uh, talk about the, uh, the risk that farmers are, are taking on here when it comes to the uh, global marketplace. Well, it's it's certainly, uh, you know, we have been challenged with the past year with some of the trade distortions and the labor disputes and the rail blockades and the 
um, uh, harvest conditions and the carbon tax and all that. But I think that with the COVID-19 pandemic, it has certainly brought all of those and new and uncertainty to the farm uh, practices. And um, we're just not exactly sure if we are going to be able to get our inputs in place with regards to transportation and cross-border issues. But they they seem to be uh, all right at this particular point in time. But looking further down the road, we're not exactly sure where our markets are going to be. And we need to have some form of economic sustainability so agriculture can continue on the path. Uh, if we spend our money this spring and do not have markets for our crop in the fall, what then? How can we ensure that producers will be able to carry on and, and do the good things that we do for this country and around the world? That was Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Another Alberta packing plant is dealing with COVID-19. Dennis Laycraft, the Executive Vice President of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, says there have been COVID-19 cases in three packing plants. Laycraft notes processors are doing what they can to increase health and safety protocols. I can tell you, having worked with them, they've gone to extraordinary measures to ensure the safety of their their workforce. On one plant, I know they've put in 450 dividers uh, between workers to make sure that they're able to offer the most effective controls and they're using masks, they're using visors, every precaution that you can. The latest case involves the JBS plant at Brooks. This in addition to earlier cases at Harmony Beef and the Cargill High River plant. Health officials emphasize there is no risk to the public from food produced at any of these plants. Manitoba Pork is working with producers to address COVID-19. Here's Manager of Swine Health Programs, Janelle Hamlin. We've certainly been keeping a pulse on, on COVID-19 uh, at the council and, and how uh, labour is, is being uh, managed, connecting with the veterinarians and the producers and, and speaking to them about potentially where they will see issue putting those higher biosecurity protocols into place. And at this point in time, we haven't seen or heard too many uh, issues on on the ground level. However, we are in the early days and we're certainly keeping a a close tab on, on what issues may arise. And Keystone Agricultural Producers has released the results of its rural cell and internet survey. Almost two-thirds of Manitobans who responded to the survey expressed dissatisfaction with their mobile phone and internet coverage. CAP Vice President Jill Verway says now is the time to improve these services, especially given the current circumstances surrounding COVID-19. Over 1,500 Manitobans responded to the survey. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.